Awaken to Hair Growth. Awaken to Hair Growth because there is possibility to get your hair back. Awaken to Hair Growth because we're not told that we're able to conquer and overcome alopecia. Awaken to Hair Growth because I want to be a positive light and beacon for you because I've healed my alopecia and now I help others do the same. With different types of alopecia, men, women, children of all ages, of all races and ethnicities. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Alopecia Angel Podcast. I am your host, Johanna Dahlman. Today, we are talking about testing and all about testing because many times I have clients, new clients, right, who come to me and they're like, oh, I've tested this and I've tested that and I've done all the testing possible with my providers and, you know, they feel very confident and very assured in their testing. And at the same time, they'll see maybe one or two or three different doctors and have different tests reveal different things. And so I wanted to shed some light onto testing and what this is all about, um, if it's required, if it's not required, and what this looks like. And let me go ahead and just say and start by saying that 90% of my clients do not need testing and 90% see hair growth within eight weeks. And what happens to that 10%? Well, I talk about this in another episode. Well, they see hair growth, or maybe they need a little testing, or maybe they have some blind spots that they have to work through. And so that could take a little extra time. But that doesn't mean that they don't see hair growth. They do. It's just a little bit longer because, again, each person has their own set of blind spots. Now, when it comes to testing, not all tests are the same. Not all tests are equal. And not all tests are the gold standard. The other situation is, when you have hair loss, what do you think you're testing for, right? This is the first clue. And if you're leaving it to your general general doctor, right, your GP, maybe they don't even know what to test for. That's first and foremost. And let's say you do get a hormone test or a thyroid test. Well, those tests with a conventional doctor are normally just one unit. So for example, when it comes to a thyroid, it's your TSH. If that looks good or in normal range, which I have a, an issue with these normal ranges, and I'll tell you why in a second, then guess what? No further testing needed. And a lot of times with your GP, if if they're, they'll start you know quizzing you, well, do you, what what kind of um, hormones do you have, or what kind of like situations are you feeling? What kind of are your symptoms? And so they will assess whether you actually need the hormone test or not. Not all doctors are the same. And if you live in many of these like reactive or I should say, yeah, reactive uh, countries, even with a test, it would probably take them at least six months or a year or even two years to actually try to look and actually help you. And I say this because I went through this myself. I was in Europe. You know, many Americans think that Europeans have it all right. And, you know, everything that the Europeans do is, is you know, grade A. And for many things it is. But for many things, it's not. And so when I was going through alopecia, I was living in Europe and I went to go see my GP and I started asking and essentially begging, begging my GP to get me some testing and just like to figure this out because obviously alopecia is not normal. This is not the normal situation in people. And they wouldn't test. And they're like, we have nothing to test for. You have alopecia, it will grow back. Or if it doesn't, there's no cure. And, you know, that's it. There's nothing we can give you. And that was the situation that I was up against in Europe. And so I understand my European clients 100% wholeheartedly, but I also understand the Canadians, the Australians, and everyone else who has this, you know, if you're not on your deathbed, they're not going to do anything for you, first and foremost. Second to that, 
even if you are in the States or in another country where you can pay your way to get tests and to get proper testing, it also depends on who's reading the test. Don't think just because the person is in a lab coat that they're actually reading all the markers correctly. And I say this because I got extensive, extensive testing done. Literally, I had more than 30 vials of blood taken and drawn for me um, this one time um, in Denver. But then there were markers that should have caused a red flag. And the practitioner, my doctor, my GP, didn't say anything. They're like, everything looks normal. Next. And so a lot of times it's also who, if you are testing, who's looking at the tests and do they understand what they're reading? And are there any red flags, you know? And so this, again, is where you need to get educated and to really understand what to look for, right? And so I go over this. I go over testing inside my program. I go over what's needed, what's not needed, who needs it, and when. Because testing is not the end-all, be-all. And I say this because I also have doctors who do my program. I also have pharmacists and nurses and people who have access to testing do my program. And yet still they still have hair loss and yet they still are dealing with alopecia and yet they're still dealing with massive clumps, even if they are a functional medicine doctor. I've had them in my program. This is all to say that just because you are a doctor, just because you have the credentials, just because you have access to testing, whether cheaply or free compared to the regular citizen, it's still not the end all be all. There's still more to it. Testing is not everything. And I say this because I healed without testing. I tested a bunch of stuff and I will say that I tested a bunch of stuff and everything came back normal and everything was told that, oh, you're fine. You're normal. You're healthy. And I was also, as I look back now with more of an expert eye, now I can see the red flags that were there that my practitioner either didn't have the time to, to tell me uh, or maybe to review or, or maybe even to talk about. Because again, you know that those uh, doctor's appointments are less than 15 minutes each. And so um, because you have a little, a little bit, a limited amount of time, this is probably the same amount of time that they're using to go over your testing results and anything else that they have to go over. And so this is the situation. I actually had a, a client in the Middle East in Dubai and she came to me, she showed me the testing that they did on her daughter who had alopecia universalis. And I caught a bunch of red flags and I asked her about it. I was like, this is done, you know, a year ago, but yet they caught this, this, and this and that. And I was like, if you don't take care of this situation, this will lead to something worse. And, you know, the doctor said it was fine. The doctor said because she had no symptoms that she was okay. And this is not, it doesn't sit well with me. You know, it just doesn't sit well with me when you find something as big as what she found or what I found in those results that she wasn't able to review and to understand. And she's leaving it in the hands of a doctor. And I'm not trying to say, don't trust your DP, don't trust your doctor. But at the same time, I'd say, take it with a grain of salt. They're not perfect. They're human. Humans make mistakes. And if you heard me maybe once or twice before, you'll know that one of the top three deaths or reasons of death in the U.S. is because of human error, because of medical mistakes that happen in the U.S. And so take what your doctor says with a grain of salt. And I say this from experience of healing my own alopecia, but then also seeing the endless misinformation, the endless negativity that actually comes from doctors and dermatologists to my clients. Same clients do my program and see the healing and see the hair growth and see how things progress and see how the healing happens. You know, just because one person doesn't have the answers doesn't mean you should, you know, say that no, no options are available or that nothing else can be done. 
like this is very hurtful on, on, on various levels to, you know, psychologically, emotionally, physically, which, you know, when you hear such negativity, you leave that office distressed even more than when you showed up, which is already distressful because you have a, a huge situation like hair loss. And again, it's more than hair. It really is more than hair. And I, I can't express that enough because I've lived it and I've gone through it. So testing. First key takeaway, it's not the end-all be-all. Second, not everyone needs testing. Third, I heal without testing. And a lot of my clients heal without testing. It's very normal. You can heal without testing because many times, again, you have this, okay, if you are going to test, it's got to be strategic. You got to know exactly what you're testing for, who's looking at those results, and what that next step is. But you have to know beforehand what tests to look for for you, right? Because it's not one size fits all. You have to see what test is good for you. And this is all comes up in the evaluation. This all comes up, like all the, all the dirty stuff that was hidden underneath the rug, it all comes up, all of it. And because it does, this is where I'm able to say, you might need this testing, but let's wait. Or you don't need testing, let's do this. And so this is where really the program is super strategic and it's inclusive to you, only to you. It's not a one size fits all. And so the testing can be necessary, but a lot of times it's not. And so so that's first and foremost. And understand that once you do get the testing, what type of test is it? Is it a test that only looks at one or two things or is it a test that looks like at a, at a full spectrum of things? And also what kind of, so that's one thing. Also, what type of test is it? Is it in terms of, is this like a low end, cheap, like economical type of test or is this the gold standard of testing? Right. So then we also have that next level of hierarchy. The other hierarchy or the next level to, to really understand the testing part is who's reading the test? Who's reading it? Is it a, a nurse practitioner? You know, I, I've got nothing against nurses and nothing against nurse practitioners, but because I like to grill and ask a lot of questions. I also want, you know, someone who'll be able to answer them. And a lot of times nurse practitioners don't have the answers. And so I tend to defer to the medical doctor because if I'm also seeing the, the doctor stumble over their words, then guess what? I, that tells me automatically I need to go somewhere else. I need to, to take matters into my own hands. And again, this is how I heal by taking matters into my own hands, by empowering myself and to really looking at everything and not just taking the doctor's word for it. Because a lot of times, I don't know if you've noticed, but I did, that they stumble over their words and they can't really talk to the same amount of breath that I'm able to today because they haven't lived it and they haven't gone through it. I just saw an Instagram reel last night. I was looking at Instagram and I just saw an Instagram reel of a doctor or maybe someone who's posing as a doctor. We don't know. She's wearing a lab coat, right? She's wearing scrubs and she's pointing, right? She's pointing at all the things that, that you need to do for hair loss. And she's talking about laser caps and PRP and how this works and how that works. And I'm looking there and I'm shaking my head because none of that works. The PRP, the laser caps don't work. And I know this because the hundreds of clients who tell me also tell me that it doesn't work, that they've wasted their time and money on it. Because why? Because it's a one size fits all approach and it's not getting to the root cause. That's why. And so, you know, it just really infuriates me when we're given this format of healing, but yet this format of healing is not working. It's not working. It didn't work for me and it hasn't worked for any of my clients. Now, granted, medicine is great and it's great for a lot of things. But you have to understand like 
how to navigate it and how to control it, just like a car. The car is wonderful. It takes you from A to B. It can take you to Disneyland. It can take you, you know, to go see grandma and to your family members and your friends. It can take you to go to work. It can take you to happy hour. It can take you to many spots. But we need to know how to drive it and not just when it's sunny outside. We need to understand how to drive it when it's rainy, when there's a blizzard, you know, and understand the conditions, the pros and cons of coming out into the car when there are certain conditions like hail, thunderstorm, et cetera, right? The same thing happens with tests. The test is the car. They're fantastic. But you have to understand what type of car for what type of terrain, right? Having alopecia is not the same terrain as someone with, you know, a different situation or somebody with just regular hair loss or somebody who has, let's say, postpartum hair loss. That's not the same thing as alopecia. It's so different. And so this is why you have to really segregate what's going on and see it for what it is. So just because, you know, you have your badge of honor with lots of testing, where has it gotten you? Ask yourself that. You've done a lot of testing. Where has it gotten you? Because again, it's not the end all be all. Next, like I mentioned before, who's reading the tasks and what are their capabilities and knowledge on reading the tests, right? A lot of times I see that doctors have cheat sheets and let's say on their computer screen, it'll say this average to this average equals normal. This average to this average equals normal, right? And this is how it is for so many things. If you're in between these averages, you're normal right? This goes for thyroid. This goes for hormones. This goes for so many things. But what happens with these averages? Where did these averages come from? Did you ever ask yourself this? These averages came from more than 20 years ago. I know for a fact that the thyroid averages came from over 20, if not more years ago, and we're using the same averages and they haven't changed since. And the averages are taken from the population and they're adjusted with the population as it goes. But that is also very different. That's like comparing me to a, you know, 200 pound man. You can't compare us. We're so different. Essentially, these averages are trying to say that my thyroid is going to is on the same level plane as the 200 pound man who is struggling with diabetes. Completely different. We can't be all boxed in in this one bucket. It's doing a disservice to humanity. It's doing a disservice to people who are truly suffering from situations that could be picked out in a second. And this is why I have my hormone and thyroid masterclass, because it gets you the nitty gritty of the information that you're looking for, you know, the averages that you should be adjusted for and everything else. Because again, the thyroid and hormone masterclass goes into more of in-depth knowledge because you need this, you need this, and you need this to counteract situations when your doctor says, oh no, your TSH is good. You're normal, good to go. No, I'm not good to go. You know what I mean? You have to actually advocate for yourself on so many levels. And you know, the more you're able to muster up the education, the empowerment, then you're able to hopefully, right? See more traction with testing, with service providers, with all these things. But a lot of times they won't do things. They act as gatekeepers. In the Netherlands, I got to tell you, it was horrific. It was gatekeep, gatekeeper central, and they wouldn't do anything for me for, uh, or even my child. My child had strep throat. They wouldn't do anything for him. I remember my child got strep throat. I got strep throat instead of my husband. I had never had strep, ho- strep throat in my life. And yet it took me down. It took me down where I couldn't speak and I couldn't eat for weeks on end. And it was awful to see my toddler lose you know, five pounds, if not more, just because of of the throat situation. And yet no antibiotics were given, no medicine, no, no recourse was given. Nothing was given. And so this is where if you're not having luck with one provider, this is where you need to switch gears and go somewhere else and do something else. And this is where I went to the States. 
and I got some antibiotics and we're better. You know what I mean? So the thing is, it's like medicine is good for certain things. Medicine is also not the solution to a lot of things, including alopecia. And when it comes to testing, going back to the testing situation, right? Not all testing is exactly needed, warranted, or strategic. And so you have to look at it from different lenses to make sure it's strategic, where it's warranted, and where you're not just spending money on a bunch of tests. This is not the idea. We need to see and hone in on what you need so that we can make this happen, so that it can be more strategic. Because if I see something in devaluation, it's going to come up like a red flag. And once I see that red flag, I raise my hand, I tell you, this is what what's going on, and we can create a protocol from there. So I hope this helps in terms of the testing. I went over through a bunch of points. And I think the key takeaway is like, it's even if you're a doctor, you don't know it all. I appreciate your education. I appreciate where you come from. I appreciate the, the sweat and tears. I understand that even the medical system is not even supporting you appropriately. We saw this during COVID, right? Our, our healthcare providers do the best job they can with the tools that they have. How's that? And it's unfortunate that healthcare is not what it used to be. You know, it, it used to be where you can talk to your doctor or your, to your GP, you would have them as long as your hairstylist, right? For many, many years, they would know the whole family. They would know you inside and out. Now they're given a time limit. Now they're they're set with KPIs and metrics to get you in and out, to prescribe the prescription and move you along, right? And as you all know, when COVID happened, everything shut down. You couldn't see a dermatologist, a gynecologist. You couldn't see anybody for months, if not years. Everything was postponed. I was getting these letters in the mail from the Netherlands healthcare system telling me that everything was postponed. Unless it was like your deathbed situation, you were not being seen. And these emails, or sorry, these letters, because they do snail mail, these letters were coming in constantly, you know? So it was constant, like it, they wouldn't do telehealth because that's not available. But if you needed something, you would either be put on a wait list or shoved off until in, until no man's land, until they actually had the capacity to actually see you. I have friends who were doing fertility treatments and they were waiting. They're on a wait list. The shortest amount of time was one year, one year. And this is in the Netherlands, like today, happening today, 2023. So this is what what's going on in the world since COVID and even before COVID, because this is just leading up to it, where the capacity, the possibilities are not as great. And this is where we really need to take control of our own health, of our own hair, of our own situation now, because waiting for a dermatologist appointment, waiting for someone else to do things or to decide something or to recommend something is going to be too late. It's going to be too late because what happens? What's happened normally with hair loss is that it goes from zero to 60 real quick. And maybe for some of you, it's been in cycles where it grows in, it grows out, it grows in, it grows out. But then with each cycle, it's gotten worse. With each cycle, you can't cover it as much. With each cycle, progressively worse. And it gets to the point where now it's messing with your day-to-day. -day. Now it's messing with your work. Now it's messing on how you show up in life. And this is something that you know you can't take lightly and you can't take with a grain of salt. And so when you're looking for something serious and you want to take action, and then of course, nothing's available to, right? Because then the, the next appointment with a dermatologist is like eight months from now. And this is this is why understanding the knowledge, the, the backside of, of so many things, including testing is so important, but then also understanding on how to heal yourself it is so, 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 so powerful because it all starts with you. It really does. And this is what the Hair and Heal program 
strives to do with each and every one of our clients. We empower you with education, knowledge, tools, and the strategy to get results in less time. And this is why we're able to see on average less hair loss in two to four weeks, more hair growth in less than eight weeks. And we're able to see things happening now instead of waiting because waiting offers nothing. Waiting keeps you at a standstill. So I hope this has helped a little bit when it comes to testing. There are so many factors. As you can see, my, my brain just like works really fast. And you can also see that, you know, testing is not just black or white. It's not like you pass or fail. There's so many variables to it. And you have to look at this with like a very intrinsic eye because again, things are missed. Things are missed because unfortunately, yes, you are just a number to many, many situations when it comes to your healthcare. It's, it's turned into that. Yes, you only have 10 minutes. If not, on the average, it's seven minutes in the US. Seven minutes. I can barely get a podcast out in seven minutes. So imagine that seven minutes in and out. It's horrible. But this is the facts of what we're dealing with and how we're living. And the change has to happen. But until it does, it's up to you. It's up to you and it's in your hands. Everyone has this possibility to heal. Everyone has the opportunity to get moving today and start now. So I welcome you. Anytime you're ready, contact us. Hello at alopeciaangel.com. We're here for you. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Alopecia Angel podcast, a positive light in healing alopecia. You can do this and we can help. Spread the word that reversing alopecia is possible by telling your friends and family. 